0: This is episode 11 of Aaron and Patricia. My name is Aaron.
1: My name is Patricia.
0: And uh, we are now 11 episodes into uh, our um, new Aaron and Patricia show. So, um, yeah, we're basically just doing a few announcements before we begin. Um, Eventually, we are going to be moving Aaron and Patricia onto its own podcast feed. I know I keep saying this time and time again, but we are getting towards that at the point. And the Aaron Meta Show in itself will be returning in a brand new format, so I'm just currently working on that too. Um, also, you know, uh, I have to say, I am kind of a little bit sad that we're now nearly half a year in and uh, so for those who do not know, at the very beginning uh, of the year, somewhere around about that time, um, we moved studio. So uh, we moved from uh, down upstairs, which uh, was the small... Uh, little room that uh, we used to be in, which is now my office, and we moved downstairs into uh, what uh, used to be my dining room, and now basically is my studio. And so, the idea of it would be is that we basically would have live guests in the show, so uh, we rigged up uh, microphones on uh, a table, and also on top of that as well, we even have a table that even shrinks! So if we ever want to like bring in like a band or something like that or do something really special in, in the studio, we could actually do it. But uh, unfortunately, with this whole coronavirus thing, with this COVID-19 thing as well, unfortunately, that's just not happened. So the only uh, real guest I've really had in this studio basically has been my webcam. So, uh, yeah. But on the uh, other side of it, has been one of the most beautiful angels uh, that uh, I have to say is in all of podcasting is Patricia. So uh, I know, in a way, I'm, I'm <laughs> pretty. so much. Yeah, I'm pretty glad that's uh, going on. But uh, anyway, Patricia. So uh, you yeah, know, I think some people have been also asking as well, like you know, Dream Machine, Pixmix, and uh, the Aaron Meta Show have like their own special intros. I mean, why does Aaron and Patricia not? have a particular intro in itself, and it's because, well, if you listen to, like, the last couple of episodes, these run into, like, an hour and, like, and a half, I think, on average at the minute, so, like, I think putting in extra filler, I think, for an intro and an outro and things like that, I just think is unnecessary, I think, at this point, so, I mean, if uh, if, if it gets to a point where, you know, we'll think of putting in an intro in, then, yeah, we'll, uh, but uh, I think i have to kind of sit down and do some, like, thinking of, like, how I can, like, condense it down into, like, the entire show so we're, we're, yeah
1: i mean even even uh you know somebody like me who puts an intro and an outro for casual chats where i you know sometimes i tend to go for three hours depending on what the topic is i mean yeah but still it's uh you know i'm sure that maybe at some point we'll think it over
0: yeah i, th- I think once we move and once we've got like more breathing space to like you know upload more more stuff i think we should be all right after that but uh, just for the interim i mean it's like it's just gonna be it's gonna be bread and butter at this point I think it's the best way to yeah. describe it. So, yeah. Anyway, moving on to that bread and butter. Is, uh, so, first thing <laughs> I think we should shout out is happy Mother's Day to all the moms. And I say moms because uh, uh, British Mother's Day is not until uh, somewhere other time in the year. But, uh, I mean, I want to say uh, happy Mother's Day to all the American mothers out there. And, uh, yeah, I hope uh, you're all having a fabulous day with your uh, sons and daughters.
1: So, Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So, uh, coming up in the show today, uh, The Muppets Now on Disney Plus has been announced. Uh, we're going to do an aftermath on Father Ted, and also, uh, Craig Ballard has been writing short-tacky stories on social media, but are they actually canon? I think we're going to have an interesting discussion on that. Uh, Paddington Bear has been relegated to Nick, Nick Jr. Uh, Donald Trump Mike Pence not wearing masks while on visits. Uh, why are they not doing that? Uh, also tied into that is uh, the Lincoln Project, uh, basically piling in to the uh, with an anti-Trump ad, which uh, we'll play for you on this show. Uh, Little Richard has been passed away at the age of 87. We're going to look back on his career. And also, uh, but WWE Monday Night Raw has suffered its lowest TV rating ever. It's not good for uh, the wrestling world at the moment. Um, we're going to also show you, probably, or give you a chance to listen to probably the worst complaints about Spongebob Squarepants on the internet. And uh, I, I I think once you've heard it, I think you'll probably agree with me. Uh, and also, Nickelodeon's Choice Awards reached 2.4 million viewers on uh, the kids' channel. Uh, is still... Something to rescue from, uh, basically, the embarrassing uh, Kids' Choice Awards showing that we had last week. And also, uh, AI seems to be generating more Rick Astley songs. What's that all about? You are listening to Aaron and Patricia. Anyway, let's start off with our headline thing which kind of took us both by surprise and i tell you what i was just about to settle down to sleep uh, when i heard this news come in and uh, yeah it definitely woke me up and uh, had me uh, uh browsing through and uh, seeing what this is going to be all about but uh, let's announce it to everybody uh, muppets now is now been green lighted and it's going to be heading soon to disney plus
1: yeah that was a surprise like i i mean we know that the muppets has been up and down over the past couple of years i mean they have the new Muppets Muppet Babies revival over on Disney Junior. But then there are some cases, if you remember a few years ago, there was the Muppets, um, you know, sketch comedy show akin to something like Saturday Night Live that was on ABC that didn't last very long. So yeah, Disney tends to like, you know, dip the well of Muppets every so often. And so it's very interesting to see that, you know, the Muppets are going to be coming back and they're going to be doing something akin to what Saturday Night Live has been doing recently in which... They're going to be doing all of their stuff from home, and it's going to be in that same, well, similar style at least.
0: You know what, it makes me wonder if it's because, uh, I think there was a video, if you remember the video that uh, was brought up by uh, the Muppets, uh, where Kermit the Frog basically took his uh, banjo and uh, played uh, uh, Rainbow Connection, you know, out out in the middle of the swamp, so I I don't know, maybe that probably was an indication maybe. Uh, basically what was to come so uh, maybe this is what Muppets Now is going to be so uh, I think it's going to be a lot of that too and so uh, I mean like and also there was other Muppets have also been kind of like doing this whole you know uh, shooting things from home uh, as well so uh, I mean Elmo's been doing it too Uh, Cookie Monster's been doing it as well I mean obviously that's Sesame Street more than but there's not you still Muppets at the end of the day so like it's still in that thing but uh, so yeah it'd be interesting to see what Muppets Now brings to the table and uh, see what they're going to do with that but uh, I mean obviously with with shows like this, I mean, um, I still have a soft, spot, a massive soft spot for the original Muppet show. That was it, it mm. aired on UK TV. Like, it was just so hilarious. The uh, the episode with John Cleese still makes me laugh to this day. You know, like, but uh, um, where what Muppets now is going to bring to the table, which is going to be fresh and new, I think, uh, and is going to be different to that. I mean, like, uh, it's it's going to be interesting to say the least of whether they can actually um they actually run with this format of like uh doing basically what everyone else is doing basically broadcasting from home you know right and uh hey you know like uh, we, we've been doing it since uh, you know pretty much the beginning of when we first started broadcasting together so like uh, you know we 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 i guess you could say we're the masters of it you know and i think uh, yeah. the rest of the rest of hollywood and everything like that so just so just don't to catch up with it like you know uh, you know i think they'll get there babe you know i think i think they'll get there
1: so <laughs> they'll get catching there. up have you noticed that there's been a massive resurgence of podcasts over the past couple of months
0: oh gee because well- people
1: are saying yeah, I know why. Yeah, why are we? Why is there a massive resurgence? Yeah, well, I don't know why. Don't know. Yeah, do you know something else as well, and like we uh, I mean, kind of
0: like. Being, I don't want to bring this up because obviously it's a bit personal for everybody else. But uh, have you noticed the uh, the uptake in the of pregnancy announcements as well on social media since uh, the lockdown all started started beginning. Like, uh, like it huh. seems that seems that uh, uh, you know, people I know who are currently in committed relationships are starting to do something a bit more else than just you know, uh, uh you know, making food and uh, you know, uh, playing board games and things like that. Like, you know, like uh, yeah, I guess so. yeah. Just so an innocent game of Twister, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> which somehow ends up in pregnancy. But you know, like uh, yeah. <laughs> Sure, it's a nice, nice, yeah, gonna,
1: yes, exactly. They're gonna do more than just putting their left hand on red,
0: yes. And uh, so, well, yeah, good clean fun for Trisha, I have to say. But uh, maybe not,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. But uh, going back to the mop, it's like, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm intrigued, I have to say. Um, how they're gonna pull it off, I'm gonna be interested to see. And, uh, I mean, no doubt it's going to be no different from what everyone else is doing. I mean, I've been watching, uh, the listening post on Al Jazeera, and, uh, basically it's been, uh, the host has basically just been broadcasting from home with a, uh, a cameraman in his, in his kitchen, you know, kind of broadcasting into his living room. So, sort of like, and, uh, also there's been other, uh, fancy things that i have been doing, other broadcasters have been doing, too. So, I mean, it's, it is doable, and, uh, but, uh, I'll be interested to see how much fun, uh, the Muppets, uh, make fun of this, uh, this kind of format, and because John Oliver's already kind of like been kind of doing it already, and pretty much so. Uh, well, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. You know, like uh, it's uh, it's gonna be good. Um, okay, so uh, we want to do a bit of a uh, aftermath on one of the Casual Chats episode, which was uh, Father Ted. And yes. uh, yeah, so which was uh, nicely warmly received, I think, from uh, quite a few people. And so, and I'm really glad that so uh, most of the people that uh, I know from uh, my neck of the woods really enjoyed it. So uh, that was uh, that was fun to hear. So, I mean, uh, looking back on Father Ted, I mean, uh, I mean, what are your thoughts now, now that we've kind of like uh, been through the series, we've kind of talked about it. I mean, do you have any further thoughts about the show and uh, how how people kind of like receive it today?
1: Um. Well. I didn't get really a lot of comments about that. I mean, a, a few of them I did. Like, you know, my good buddies Jim and Jashikins talked about like, oh, you know, uh, I'm very familiar with the show. It's a great, you know, uh, important piece of British comedy. Uh, and then there was a, a lot of people saying like, you know, the the, the co-creator uh, Grand Leanem saying about like, oh man, you know, that guy is, uh, is an asshole. It's yeah.
0: like, oh. <laughs> he is. But uh yeah, he's like he's um, he said some pretty uh, stupid things, and uh, I think we've we, I think i trying to remember if there was an episode of the show where I criticized her, something that he said. But uh, you know, like uh, unfortunately, I mean, I guess you could say it makes Father uh, Ted more of a relic of its time than, than we care to care to believe. Because you know we got, uh, you know, Well, one of I mean, that... I
1: said it was, but yeah. you know, then again, you know, I went through it with fresh eyes. Mm-hmm. I was saying like, uh, there's no way they could do this today, Aaron. It's very politically incorrect. There's very inappropriate moments moments it's like you know the whole th- we were we were talking about it like you know the whole thing about there was going to be at some point an american remake of father ten and we're like no 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 absolutely
0: not. no i think it just it's so uh, me I just, I just think that uh, looking back at it now and uh, the fact that uh, we've been uh, been through the being through the show it was it was nice to go back i definitely i definitely tell you that and uh, mm-hmm. you know like uh, i'm pretty glad that uh, most of the people uh, still enjoy all the uh, the original jokes and things like that and, you know not all of them but obviously uh, that that as well but i think it was also the fact that uh, it uh, was a um a reflection back on those particular types of times like when uh, certain comedies were on the air and uh, when certain tv shows we're also there as well. It uh, shows how big some things were, like the Generation Game, for example, and uh, One Foot in the Grave, where you know even Richard Wilson himself even turned up in an episode. You know, like right. I don't believe it, but uh, uh, yeah, I'm just really glad that uh, that was um, that I was um, you know we were able to kind of reflect on that. It was uh, it was always uh, a lot of my friends still adore the shows to this day. I still enjoy the shows to this day, so it's mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's been it's been a big thing. Uh, Yeah, so Father Ted is out there. I believe it's out there on YouTube now. I think Uh, people can watch it now on on YouTube. Yeah, you can, actually. I I
1: actually gave the link to Josh when she was saying, like, I got to show this to my husband. (laughs) And I was like, oh, absolutely. Um, uh, When I was talking about, like, oh, you can see the clips on YouTube, I had no idea that there was an entire playlist of all 25 episodes of Father Jack that you could watch right now. So, yeah. yeah. I I just
0: think that, uh, usually when it gets exposed to a new audience and see how they respond to it, I think I'm gonna yeah. be very intrigued to see what uh, the uh, the the what new people who have never seen the show before will now start to think of it, and uh, whether it sounds the test of time as well. So, like uh, that's so mm-hmm. that'll be intriguing. That should
1: be really interesting. Cool. Yeah, and as and as mentioned uh, at the last part of the um, casual chats episode, that um, we will be talking about faulty towers in September.
0: Yeah, we will be. So, and that uh, no, 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 no that'll be a really fun episode. I guarantee you that. Oh yeah. So. Um, let's move on, uh, so uh, Craig Bartlett has been uh, on social media, very active, as you what probably imagine, he's been in lockdown, he's been uh, singing with his guitar, he's uh, been uh, posting up uh, various things, he also posted up a, uh, a tribute to Little Richard, uh, which we will be talking about later on in the show, uh, but uh, the main thing that uh, has got Hale's fans really excited is his fact that he's been also posting little stories of uh, Arnold and Helga writing uh, messages back, in one- back uh, to each other, and um, I think the last time we left the episode, I believe Helga now is starting to get very desperate and is now uh, watching um, uh, his uh, football-headed uh, love god from uh, from his window in uh, in his bedroom now. So like I uh, think, okay. uh, but it's interesting to see where this will all go, go. But uh, yeah, just uh, but here's the thing about this though: the fact that these this is these are all little stories that are coming about. Hey Arnold, that are coming from his social media account, and uh, he is actually the creator of the show. I mean, can we say all of what he's doing is canon right now?
1: That's a really hard question because, I mean, we've talked over the years about fan fiction, about when we were doing, you know, parts one and two of the pros and cons of the Jungle movie, um, we were saying about like, okay, um, you know, if you were disappointed with the Jungle movie, you have to remember that this is not fan fiction. This is somebody that some person wrote by themselves, and this is their interpretation. But the fact that the the man himself, Craig Bartlett, wrote about this, I mean, we even said in that episode that we already know from the beginning that, you know, Arnold and Helga are soulmates, you know, they're, they're meant to be together. And we already saw, you know, snippets of it from the series and it was confirmed in the jungle movie. So I take it that, you know, because as of right now, there is no season six and I'm sure that people want to crave on, you know, will, you know, what is Arnold and Helga's relationship like now that there is no, uh, you know, Uh, you know, certainty that there is going to be more stuff to come. So I take it that Craig, you know, with all of his creativity, you know, he's the kind of guy who would draw on, you know, pictures on his Instagram. He would be, um, uh, you know, like singing songs and, you know, all this kind of creative stuff. So he's like, yeah, I mean, I think it'll be really interesting to see, uh, you know, what it'd be like if Arnold and Helga were together. So I would say yes. Yeah.
0: I think it's canon. <laughs> so, uh, I think, um, well, I think that's gonna make a lot of people happy, I think, if we come to that conclusion, but, uh, I mean, like, I wonder also as well, I wonder if uh, Craig is also kind of, like, uh, doing this to, uh, say to, uh, possibly even say to Nickelodeon, like, you know, hey, there's far more story here that we can work with, and also it's, uh far more relatable, it's also very relatable to everything that's going on right now. Obviously, like, I mean, I don't know, like, you know, uh, obviously, it's, uh, if we did go right here on season six and they decided to do, it or frame it in the uh, in the context of the coronavirus, I mean, like, uh, it, you know, we might not be in this situation in a year's time. Like, where by the time this, the whole show's been produced. So, like, it might become yeah. very d- dated very quickly, but, uh, you know, like, I think, I hope Nickelodeon, in a way, is also paying attention to this, because this is actually getting a lot of traction, I think, from uh, a lot of fans and things like that, but on his Instagram account, and so I'm hoping that maybe they might take a look at that and think, you know, something, um, maybe, hey, Arnold probably might still have something to offer us, you know, in regards to uh, more stories that they can potentially tell us, and even if it's not going to go on the, uh, on Nickelodeon, at least we can probably do something for Netflix, you know, so. Yeah, like,
1: yeah. I mean, like, that's where all the, I mean, if you remember that agreement with Viacom, CBS, and Netflix, that there are going to be putting their stuff out there now. So I take it that that's where the rest of the stuff that Nickelodeon's not going to be producing is going to go to. I mean, as of right now, uh, the only announcement that we do know of, like, something from Netflix, you know, from Nickelodeon, is Avatar The Last Airbender will be um, featured on Netflix at May 15th to hype up the fact that they're going to be doing a live action uh, remake animated um, live action series. You
0: know what? I completely forgot about that. And, uh, you know, again, also, I don't really know how to uh, ultimately feel about it, too, because, you know, like, uh, we kind of know what happened with the last time they tried to attempt this, which was obviously, uh, yeah. you know, uh, it cost uh, M. Night Shyamalan, nearly cost M. Night Shyamalan his career, pretty much. And uh, so, like,. Um, I mean, like, I really don't know how to feel about that, but uh, I'm really hoping that, if even if that doesn't seem to uh, swim well, I hope Nickelodeon might take a look at other uh, other ideas as well, and uh, maybe even revisit, uh, you know, the idea of, hey, Arnold, you know, being put in a modern setting, and uh, just kind of, like, the, uh, helping the kids out with uh, today, because, I mean, like, uh, uh, I'm trying to think, do, do we really have today, like, any uh, shows that, like, are... Kind of based in real life, that I mean, obviously, you know, we got the Loud House and obviously, we got the Casa Grandes and uh, we got uh, various other shows as well. But uh, I mean, like, um I don't know, like, I, I just feel like we need more of them in a way, or at least we need one that seems to like uh, kind of like gets its uh, head above like uh, the ones that kind of based in fantasy settings, like uh, the ones mm-hmm. like Disney seems to like uh, you know, St- Disney still was uh, steamrolling for a while with uh, Star versus the Forces of Evil, and you had uh, Cartoon Network with Adventure Time and uh, you know, Steven Universe. And, like, uh, now I just feel like, uh, I mean, I don't know, I just, and also with Onward as well, I, felt, I don't know, like, I feel like with, with Pixar, with Onward, I felt like that was kind of like the the the, the fantasy worlds to end all fantasy worlds in a way. Like, you know, the, here's, here's this movie that kind of makes fun of all these tropes, you know? Like, uh, so, I'm hoping that maybe, that might be, kind of like they're going to start drawing a line under all these fantasy cartoons, and maybe after that they're going to turn around and say, you know what, we're going to do... Still thought baby basically just going to be kids in the street, you know, kind of like uh, going on these uh, uh, real-world escapades, you know?
1: Now, I've already talked about this in the um, part one of the pros and cons of the Jungle movie that... And I even mentioned this in my video on As Told by Ginger as well, that we don't get a lot of slice-of-life cartoons nowadays. I mean, there are a handful of exceptions, like The Loud House, The Casa Grandes, Craig and the Creek and a few others, but, yeah, I mean, I like to see... uh, I always see um, Slice of Life cartoons as 3D platformers for video games, in which, you know, back in the 90s and 2000s, they were prominent throughout our cartoons. Like, there was always one network that had at least maybe, like, one or two or even three of them. And then, eventually, that was when cartoons started to vary up. Anime was becoming really popular, action cartoons were becoming really popular, comedic cartoons were becoming really popular, and so... You know, shows like that were just like, it was not interesting kids anymore because it's like, oh, you know, why would I watch a show about kids going through everyday situations when I'm going through that myself? So it's become a rare species. Yeah, but I, mean, I, I, I think I the wouldn't...
0: argument would be that I think maybe shows reason why some shows kind of like died out like that is because they kind of like uh, they didn't. I mean, I, I think now I think uh, it, when we're going through life, I feel like uh, I mean even kids I notice even to this day they kind of like they kind of like want answers to everything in life. You know, like these uh, kind of sure. like they 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 think that's a uh, things should just be kind of like uh, you know uh, very straightforward. It's like one of the criticisms that, that's uh, laid at the Lorax. You know, like uh, you know the uh, DreamWorks, not the, just like the uh, was it Illumination Studios who did that Lorax movie? Yeah, it yeah. was. So like you know, you saw how. Uh, much it butchered the, the actual source material, you know, like, saying, like, uh, you know, uh, kids can have the choice of, like, you know, whether they want to have, like, live in a uh, an environment where they have, like, you know, loads of trees and things like that, or they want to live in, like, in this kind of, like, you know, ultra-consumeristic, uh, you know, uh, universe, I mean, like, it kind of left, it, it kind of left that open-ended question, whether, as you know, the Lorax kind of made it, the movie that I'm sure a lot of kids saw, Made it sound so it just took it just took the soul out of it and made it kind of like uh, oh well you know now we've got to we've got to save the world from this evil corporate boss and like things like that it kind of like uh, it kind of like uh, put in what, So people kind of criticize hey Arnold, the movie for do- for doing in a way and so like sure. a lot of kids nowadays kind of like saying oh hey there's this. Uh, you know, uh, simple, clear-cut things between good and evil, and uh, things like that. And uh, I just feel like, uh, unfortunately, a lot of kids have kind of like been conditioned into uh, into thinking that. And I think that also kind of uh, you know plays badly on you know cartoon shows that would normally kind of like engage with them and talk with them in that way. And now they kind of like uh, they just uh, feel like, uh, oh, you know, this is a uh, uh, they're just kind of switching off that kind of thing. And now they just want to go towards like these fantasy, reality, and superhero kind of things. In a way, to kind of like to escape reality in a way, when really that I think because uh, a lot of our media that we consume has done a very poor job in addressing what reality is, you know, and trying to, uh, I, mean, like, to engage yeah. them I that.
1: mean, I mean, I no, mean, that's not to say that, you know, it's that I mean, that they've done a poor job, like, in general about like showcasing what kids are up to. It's like, I mean, we, t- we praised Steven Universe for going the extra step into talking about stress. No other cartoon has ever done that before. And if you remember that the proud family is going to be coming back on disney plus called proud family louder and prouder where it's going to be taking place like a maybe like shortly after the last um episode of the series and it's going to feature the prouds again penny's going to be a little bit older it's going to take place in modern settings so i think that maybe they're starting to come back a little bit i i, I think uh, you know this is something that um i am planning on doing at some point but i am also doing um, my rewatch of Disney's Doug, and I'm and uh, the reason why is because every single episode is out on Disney Plus, and I only saw two thirds of the series when I did that video almost three years ago, and it made me think. It's like I think I understand why that slice of life cartoons kind of died out around the late two thousands. It's like there were so much of them and there was a lot of them that didn't really push the boundaries as much anymore. It's like, Oh, we can just make any show about kids going to school and all that stuff. And we don't have to go any further than that. And I think that all grown up was kind of like one of the last that really emphasized that mentality that I think, because I, in my opinion, all grown up is everything that as told by ginger was and worse like yeah anything that all grown up was everything that all grown up did as told by ginger did it a million times better but and you know it was at that point in which when you know that was when uh the the animation ghetto of the late 2000s just kind of like petered out and then we had the resurgence of cartoons around 2010 with adventure time and my little pony and all that stuff and i mean it's a different mindset of how cartoons are and i think that you know, at some point, we will see slice of life cartoons back again because there needs to be something out there that relates to kids. I, yeah, mean, I mean, kids yeah. need to well, see. If you notice, I think. Uh, I mean, here's the
0: thing: like, you know, I think slice of life cartoons might not might be based. You know, uh, might not even be considered. You know, quote unquote, slice of life cartoons. If anything, they'd be kind of like, you know, yeah. Do you remember back in the day when the uh, the country wasn't ran by an orange faced twat? You know, like, oh, uh, yeah, like, uh, do you remember the days when people actually, you know, had their, all their shit together? You know, like, if anything, it'll be kind of like, well, you know, back in the 90s and back in the 2000s, there was this era where people were kind of like, had their heads screwed on and quote you know, yada yada, like, you know, it's, uh, if anything, I think they'll probably be putting, oh, you know, like, uh, there are pockets of of places that don't have racist assholes living in them, you know, like, uh, if uh, it's, uh, if anything, that's the kind of escapism I think they probably might be going for, like, uh, you know, like, uh, I'm trying to think of what, uh. Might even be like me. Maybe maybe the Castle Grandes, maybe even the Loud House, might even be you know those 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 types of shows. Maybe they're probably like this. I mean, this but they're
1: they're one of the very there are one of the few few shows out there that are like that. In uh-huh. Craig and the Creek, the Cartoon Network.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And uh, I think uh, I think they'll probably be maybe the uh, the start of like you know a resurgence of like this type of uh, this type of show. I think, and mm-hmm. uh, given the fact that you know, unfortunately, you know, a lot of these other um, other shows that seem to have been coming out, which have basically had. Baby fantasy fantasies, as, as they, they just kind of look at them thinking, you know, you're just going to, you guys are trying to do, you know, Adventure Time or Steven Universe again. You know, like... Uh, yeah, I've been you know.
1: noticing that on Netflix. Have you, do you know that um, Pendleton Ward released a brand new um, series on Netflix?
0: Um, no, I didn't hear about that, actually.
1: Yeah, I, I actually heard about it just yesterday because uh, one of my colleagues from Manic Expression, Rob the Wonderful, discussed about it on his YouTube channel. And I was like, oh, really? Uh, and, and i looked it up and it was like yeah that is typical pendleton ward so um yeah for for those who don't know what i'm referring to on netflix there's a show called the midnight gospel and it is almost like a animated podcast series where it's about a guy from outer space and he does a podcast where he talks to people from various planets and all that kind of stuff and from what I've heard in his review, it's really weird. I mean, even Pendleton Ward himself said it'll all make sense at 420, which, if you know what 420 is, then yeah.
0: So basically, he wants us to smoke weed before we uh, watch the show or something like that.
1: Pretty much, yes. Jesus
0: Christ, I like It's it. one of
1: those. It's one of those trippy psychedelic weird shows
0: you know like that's a, that's such a poor excuse for something to kind of like say oh you gotta make sense that's that's what people you know uh, um, the only time I actually managed to make sense of Freddie got fingered was when I was actually stupidly drunk at one point like you know that yeah. was yeah like uh, I think I remember being on holiday and I think uh, yeah I had a couple of glasses of wine and then uh, when I got back to the hotel I uh, put on uh, I, I put the TV on and Freddie got fingered was on the uh, hotel TV so it was kind of like, uh, oh hey, you know, all of this starts to make sense now, even though it didn't, you know, by the time. And so like, uh, you know, it was just, it was, um, yeah, it was, uh, it's, yeah. I don't understand, you know, explanations like that. Like, you know, uh, good shows do not need do not need alcohol to be enjoyed. I'm sorry, I just feel. Here's like... here's the
1: thing: I've seen my fair share of really, really weird stuff. Uh, you know, I've, I've talked about this every time I talk about an anime that Jungle Wa Iti, no and Abinambashi Magical Shopping Arcade are one of the weirdest animes you will ever see in your life. But that's because it's supposed to be that way. It's a parody of anime. They're they're making fun of it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, another example, Paprika by Totoshi Kon. His stuff is really weird and really trippy, but they have a message to it. Um, even stuff that doesn't have a message, at least you know that they have a passion for it. Like some of the stuff on Adult Swim or um, Great the Show uh, from Jonathan Graham. Uh, you know, his stuff is really, really weird. But there's a passion to it and there's a heart to it that only really good weird shows can do. And Uncle Grandpa, even though I know a lot of people don't like Uncle Grandpa, but I do. But it's very... I think it's doing a weird cartoon is one of the most difficult things to ever do because there's that mindset about doing weirdness for weirdness sake and then doing weirdness things because there's something about it that is more than just the weirdness. There's a fine line of how to do it well. I mean, you can go from like, really weird, like, Ren and Stimpy or Rocko's Modern Life, and then you can just, like, go beyond out there, like, you know, Tim and Eric, great show, um, Tim and Eric, awesome show, great job, or something like that. So, yeah. it's hard.
0: Yeah, it is hard because, I mean, like, uh, it's a, it's an art. So basically, say we're gonna go uh, up and crazy, and uh, we're gonna go to the obscene without obsessing loads of people, but uh, making a lot of people happy at the same time, and making making companies money while doing it. You know, because advertisers are not wanting to pull their, <laughs> aren't wanting to pull their advertising whilst it's on the air. You know, like that's yeah. a, that's an art. I would definitely tell you that. Uh, But, uh, I mean, like, uh, so, I mean, here's the thing about it as well, it's not just that as well, like, it it, it can be gross and weird, there's no throwing that, I mean, Rick and Morty say it can be gross and weird at times, you know, and like, uh, it's, uh, but I think the thing behind it is that the people who who are behind it actually know what they're doing, and uh, also they have um, a particular passion for... You know, putting out episodes where they you know, where they can laugh along with their, they know who their audience is and they can laugh along with them. So like you know that whole uh, you, know, you hear the whole stories of how the whole Mr. Meeseeks uh, episode came along and it was like they were writing an episode they didn't particularly like. So uh, one of the uh, writers just started making this whole "Hi Mr. Meeseeks" kind of like whole thing and uh, throughout the uh, throughout the conference call and that just ended up kind of like being by part of the uh, of a bigger episode. That they just kind of came about, it. like you know, they, they they were given the time to kind of like be funny, in a way. Like you know, they weren't they weren't massively. They, you can tell that they were they were carefully, you know, looking at what they wanted to do and what they were thinking were funny and things like that. And they even they took the time to kind of develop ideas and stuff. And even were even if they were bold enough to even reject bad ideas, which I think uh, today I think with all the pressures, I think that's going on with uh, uh, with animators today. I think uh, they're not. I don't think I don't think they most of them are in that. Uh, that position to say, okay, we're going to basically get rid of this bad idea, we're just going to incorporate it in and, you know, we'll just deal with any aftermath later and things like that. And yeah, thing, now, now yeah. I'm actually
1: curious uh, from your opinions, Aaron, uh, now that we've gone way off topic, <laughs> if, do, you, do you think that the stuff that Craig has been posting regarding about between Arnold and Helga, do you think it's canon?
0: Um, well, it came from the creator, so I'm going to say yes. So, like, okay. at the end of the day, it's his, it's his story. So if he wants to write additional stuff for it, like uh, I, I really like to see him. Like if he if he isn't going to produce any stuff for Netflix and if he isn't going to produce any more stuff for Nickelodeon, in regards to Hey Arnold, I like to see him like write a novel or something like that. You know, something I can sure. still because you know like yeah, they, the uh, the uh, the chapter books were pretty successful. You know, for when when they were when they were released. You know, I've still I still got uh, you know uh, all the original chapter books upstairs. You know, on my on my shelf. You know, so, like, uh, these uh, they, these things are still pretty cool to, uh, to, to read and stuff like that. I think if you released more chapter books and things like that, I think I I think I would probably pick them up. You know, like, I'm not, I'm not much of a fan of, I'm much of a nerd of Hey Arnold, so, like, yeah. So, like, if you did more stuff like that, then cool. You know, like, uh, but uh, um, at the minute, like, I would say anything that he's releasing right now, I think uh, we should probably say, hey, it's the uh, it's the gospel. You know, so, like, because uh, it's coming in from the guy himself. I mean, the, I think the next thing will be is that if, uh, you know, one day... I mean, we have to face with the day that one day, you know, as we all are going to in this world, you know, we're all gonna we're going to leave this world, you know, to uh, the heavenly beyond. But, uh, uh, I mean, what's going to happen then when uh, Nickelodeon decide, oh, hey, well, you know, obviously, you know, Craig Wilder's not around anymore or doesn't want to do anything anymore or anything like that, and whether they decide to, on their own tangent, decide to bring Hey Arnold back, you know. It'd be interesting to see where you know, the, the fandom goes from there. Do they say that, well, it's not Craig Ballard, but it is Nickelodeon, so I think we should count it as, like, being a thing, but at the same time, like, yeah. it's, or some will basically say, well, this is not what Craig Ballard wanted and this is not what he created, so therefore we're going to ignore it and pretend it doesn't exist. You know, mm-hmm. so, like, uh, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to debate when we get to, if we ever get to that point. You know, it'll probably be decades down the line. I think you and I will probably be in our fifty probably 50s by the time we probably get to that point. But uh, I mean, like, uh, I'd be I'd be interested to see what happens if we end up in those situations. But as far as I'm concerned, it's Craig, it's Craig's baby. So like, if he, he if he feels like this is what he wants to do with it, then uh, you know, all power to him. You know. So. Okay then. And, and I'm enjoying it. So like, because uh, uh, I've okay. said for a long time that, you know. Uh, Arnold and Helga, you know, were obviously going to be together forever. And, uh, you know, like, uh, it was so, so hilarious when some people were saying, oh, no, it's not going to happen. And, you know, they're going to break them up and yada, yada, yada. And, like, uh, and I said to them, again, well, yeah, you have to do that to kind of create tension between the two. You know, to kind of a kind of captivating story. Because, like, in the Patakis, they weren't even going to be together. You know, they were, right. you know, Arnold was going to be in San Lorenzo with his parents and uh, Helga was going to be the, uh, the main star of the show. And in order to make her the main star of the show, you had to get the, you know the main star out of the way, which is Arnold. So like you know, so eventually it was going to happen. But you know, when uh, in regards, to, I mean, you can see it you all know, in, the, in the, even in the fan arts and even the fan fiction. You know, years down the line, like you know, Arnold and Helga are uh, going to be. This crazy couple with this crazy family, and like uh, you know, once again, and that, that's, that's the fun thing. I would really love. For, uh, I mean, Craig, Craig doesn't want to do it, but uh, I don't, for whatever reason, he's never really explained to me. But uh, I mean, I hope one of these days that we are going to have a show where Arnold and Helga are, are parents of like these crazy kids, and uh, they're all driving Arnold nuts because he's once again the he's the the calm center of a, of a, of his crazy nuclear family or something like that. You know, like I'd love to <laughs> see. I'd love to see that. I think it'd be a really good concept to go with, especially if related related to people who grew up with Hay- Arnold back in the day and now they're basically parents themselves you know yeah. like it's, it's it's relatable and they should do it and they should put it on netflix and it's going to be good you know but <laughs> uh, you know i'll um, I'll leave it at that because i feel like i'm going into my own fan fiction there rather than uh, craig bartlett's so uh well, that's um yeah um just a quick thing to note um so um nick jr we've we've a couple of, last week we said that you know dora the explorer um obviously paw patrol And, you know, various other Nick Jr. properties have basically been a driving force also for Nickelodeon. And uh, But I don't know if this is going to be... I don't know what Nickelodeon is uh, signaling here by doing this, but uh, Baddington Bear, who had uh, two successful movies um, a couple of years ago and then had a series on Nickelodeon, well, they've decided now that they're going to move that to Nick Jr.
1: Huh the last time that they had um that nickelodeon had a paddington bear was when they were uh, acquiring the paddington bear shorts when they were doing pinwheel back in the 70s
0: yeah so i mean it looks to me like uh, they've decided that uh, paddington bear is now obviously you know going to a completely different audience whether that's going actually going to mean that the show's going to change in some way i have no idea but uh... Um, that's the news we have seem to have got from Nick alive. And uh, they seem to be pretty... She's well, He or she seems to be pretty on the ball when it comes to uh, her blocks. So, I mean, I have no reason to kind of doubt that that's basically what Nickelodeon are going to do because, uh, I mean, she's been right in the past. He or she's been right in the past. But, uh, I mean, in regards to Paddington Bear, I mean, like, uh, I think it's a bit of a shame, really, because, like, uh, I was not... I was far... You know, when I was enjoying Paddington Bear, like, uh, I wouldn't say I was a, a, a watcher of Nick Jr., you know, like uh, I would say, I was probably far more advanced than that, and I know some other people who watch Paddington Bear who's like, you know, it was it was like you, it, it was it was within the six to eleven de- demographic, in my opinion. So yeah, Patricia, your thoughts on uh, um, Paddington Bear being moved down to Nick Jr. Um,
1: well, now here's the thing: like, if you're one of those people who watches Nick Jr. because Um, You know, you're watching it with your siblings or you're watching it with your uh, with your children, then that's fine. But maybe if you're actually one of those people who actually enjoys watching, you know, the preschool shows unironically, then, you know, that's fine. You know, you do you. I mean, uh, you know, I, I remember like Yo Gabba Gabba was like. I, w- I remember when I was like kind of iffy on it, and then I actually started watching like some of the like the music videos, and I started watching like some of the animation segments and the guests, and I was like, I get it; it's <laughs> really good.
0: Yeah. Well, then there it, was it's, Dora. It's
1: actually. Yeah, well, then there was Dora the. Like, Ex-
0: like, yeah. God, Sorry. Then the then there was Dora the Explorer, and uh, then they, you know obviously then all of a sudden that Michael Bay got involved, and then all of a sudden the movie started coming in. You know, like you yes. know Dora the Explorer herself has obviously you know made the made the leap and uh, whether it's been successful or not i mean i can't really say because we're not actually both never actually seen it so we don't know what
1: uh... i've seen it
0: oh okay then uh your thoughts because just tell me about it because i don't think i'm ever going to get to the point where i'm going to sit down and watch it
1: well yeah remington and i we actually did see the movie and that was going to be part of our three-part um series where we watched all the the three um you know, movies that were adapted in the th- that were adapted from shows. So we saw Rocklow's Modern Life, Static Kling, we saw Invaders and Mentor the Florpis, and we saw Dora and the Lost City of Gold. And you know what? It was better than any of us thought it was gonna be. It was legitimately funny. It was making fun of itself so much. It was basically like being so over the top with its tropes of Dora just being this optimistic, like, did you know, do you know where this is? And, and everybody's like, Dora, are you okay?
2: So
1: <laughs> it's, it's, it's hilarious. It is weird. There's a really trippy moment that is just like, what? There's a moment where Boots, you know, Boots is talking and he's voiced by, um, uh, what, what's his name? Um,
0: i uh, hold on I'm, 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 give me a moment um i'm just i'm just looking this up now because uh, i tell you what actually i'm just having to look at this now and uh, i want to see if it's in a particular area for oh actually no it isn't actually good grief it's 84 on rotten tomatoes
1: really it is actually yes oh, wow. because it is that good the okay. reason why is because this, the same people who worked on deadpool wrote door and the lost city of gold
0: you know what i'm really okay i have to see this now i really do so uh yeah i'll uh yeah what? you
1: see here's the thing like i mean you know, the, the, it was okay, essentially it's... like breaking the fourth wall and um, doing a whole bunch of like really weird jokes and y- there's some things that are not really good. Okay, I it's will admit,
0: uh it's but... uh it's 9.99 on on uh, on 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 Amazon Prime, so uh, maybe I might give it a, I might give it a, give it a give it a whirl, maybe because uh, you know like uh, I'm not paying for petrol no more at the minute, so like I'm sure that money can go somewhere. So uh, mm-hmm. why not do yeah, uh, you know, will
1: not talk about it for in search of the crystal skull, but I mean, maybe we'll talk about it at some point. I mean, I already actually recorded my podcast with Remington. I just haven't had the time to edit it because I've been so busy with my life, but uh yeah, it's it is it is better than you think it is. I'm, I'll just I'm let just you know watching that the movie this
0: that is, there out- a, is is there an animated part of this movie?
1: Is yes, a- that is the tripping scene. Oh, it is glorious!
0: Oh wow! Okay, I think we need to. Uh, yeah, I think we need to uh, have an interest, just an interesting peek. I think at this, and uh, so uh, let's see. Is uh, my uh, credit card? Where have you gone? Going back here? I need you. You know, for uh, for for Dora the Explorer. Oh, imagine if you had to imagine if you had to sit your credit card down and explain all your purchases. You know, like uh, how, embar- <laughs> how embarrassing will those conversations be? Like, you know, uh, okay, so, uh, all right, Mastercard. Um, yeah, so uh, there's this movie called Dora and the Lost City of Gold, and uh, look, stop laughing, hear me out. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! So, uh, but uh, yeah. So uh, I mean, like Paddington Bear being relegated to Nick Jr. I think is not going to be too much of a bad thing. I don't think. I mean, like if, it, no, if I you don't go, think there used to be. Here's the thing about this: there used to be these uh, collections of videotapes called "Watch with Mother," and uh, they were all the uh, the the old BBC shorts that. Um, Basically, the idea of them would be that uh, they're the shows and the cartoons that uh, your parents would have grown up with, and then they released them onto VHS because they think that oh yeah, your uh, your kids would also like to watch them as well. So uh, I grew up on Andy Pandy and uh, the uh, very and also uh, very you know various other shows that my mother watched you know when she was a child. So we kind of grew up on that as well, and uh, so uh, she was actually kind of impressed with them, really, because they, would uh, I think the when she originally watched them, they were actually in black and white, but uh, these ones that uh, they gave to us actually were actually shown in colour. So, uh, so she was uh, she was actually quite impressed with that too. So, like, uh, yeah, it was uh, fun to watch. So, yeah, some fun fun memories with them. And by the way, that's actually uh, would tie into our Happy Mother's Day thing. So, like, you know, it was a oh, nice. special bond between me and my mother. So. Uh,
1: yeah. That's nice. I should have mentioned but, that at the beginning um, of the show. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Cool. Go on.
1: Yeah. So um, bottom line, um, you know, Paddington Bear, if you are interested in watching it, whether you've read the books or you've seen the movies, then I would say give it a whirl. I mean, if I know they're being moved over to a network that is targeted for two-year-olds, but... Yeah,
0: yeah. I remember one time when he'd. Uh, there's an episode in the original shorts where he becomes. I think he becomes a salesman for a vacuum cleaner company, and so he basically walks into one of the houses, makes a complete and utter mess around there, and then he says, "Don't, don't worry about it. I'm going to clean it all up." So uh, uh, where's your electrical outlet? And basically, he just yells, "I'm on gas!" <laughs> like because uh, uh, you know at the time there was like uh, well within the Paddington, you know, you, you know at the time frame that it was being that there were some people who were on. Just purely on gas or purely on electric you know so like it was uh, it was that okay uh moving on um to a little bit of politics and uh because um, i know some people are probably sick of probably you know some of the things that are currently going right now because we're in election year and uh, we're slowly about six and a half months away from uh uh, but either, which I think is probably just going to be, you know, a continuity of the, uh, stupid reality show that we have in the White House right now called, uh, you know, if, if, if this reality, if, if this Trump presidency had a, had a name for this, it was a reality show and it had a name, what would we be calling it? You know, like a Trumpageddon, uh, Pocalypse. Oh uh, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, Trump uh impact. I swear I didn't date my daughter. I mean, like, uh, you know, like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah so i can you know hear about that like one time he did an interview and uh with his uh with uh, with a vanker i think he was, was in a vanker i think it was one of her. Other, well, his other daughters i don't know he's kind of like uh, sat there and uh, someone asked him asked him a question about uh how lovely her, his daughter was and uh, he basically turned around and said oh if uh, she wasn't my daughter i'd be dating her and it's kind of like you oh know yeah
1: we're, 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 we're crossing woody allen over here uh,
0: yeah oh well, uh, uh, before we get into uh libelous things uh let's uh um let's get into uh, what we talk about for Donald Trump and Mike Pence. So um with Donald Trump and Mike Pence they've been doing visits. Uh one was to a mask factory. Uh, I think um, Mike Pence also visited a clinic and I think also was uh, uh delivering also stuff as well. But one thing you're going to notice is that uh, none of them are wearing masks, which uh, I believe is uh, what a lot of other people are currently doing in order to kind of stop the spread of uh, COVID-19, stop the spread of coronavirus, and uh, it definitely now means a lot more, given the fact that now we've had this um, information that's come out that uh, potentially, uh, or I don't know if it's been confirmed or not, but uh, some of the Secret Service that's supposed to be guarding the President and the Vice President and various other important people in the Trump administration have actually tested positive for COVID-19. So oh, I know, like it's just it's uh it gets more stupid the, the more the more that it goes. Like uh, we've um, we've had hundreds of thousands of cases, you know, across uh, a million cases now. I think in um, in in the United States we've had uh, uh, hundreds of thousands here in the UK. Um, thousands of people have been killed, and uh, it's to the point where the coronavirus has not even stopped. It's actually reached the uh, the top branches of uh, government here in the UK and here in the US. Like you know, like oh, mm-hmm. uh, well, it's not actually not re- reached. To the point where you know, President himself has actually got sick. Well, we were, you know, and you, even if he did get sick with the coronavirus, would we even be told about it? Like, would we even actually? I
1: don't think, I don't think
0: so. We'd actually know. Like, uh, it's. Uh, I'd be very surprised if they come out with it. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they stitch some archive footage in around saying like, "Oh, hey, Trump's he here, Trump's he there, everywhere." and Then in a couple of days, when they can't hide it no more, they basically turn around and say, "Oh, yeah, he kind of died of the coronavirus." You know, like, uh, yeah. So uh, we only told you because we can't hide it no more because now he's dead. Like you know, it's. it's yeah, I mean, the amount of lies that come out of this administration—would you even, would you even trust them to even tell the truth about Donald Trump's demise if he actually died? You know, like, no. a, will they just take a bald, will they just take a, like a tangerine and like you know attach it to a puppet and put some straw on its head and just say, "Oh, hey, here's the president," you know? Just, just, uh,
1: okay, okay, okay. Oh, yeah.
0: I don't think we're gonna go that far. Okay, well, okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, um, if they're supposed to be, I mean, what was the advice right now in America? I'm not entirely, like, totally versed in it. Like, are people supposed to be wearing masks and gloves when they're going outside, you know, at the minute? Yes. Oh, yeah, it they is. are. Okay. In,
1: in, in some places, it is mandatory. Okay, so... About... But unfortunately, uh, you know, I was doing some shopping today, and there were a lot of people who were not keeping to that, which, you know, Why? and well here's the
0: thing about this is it actually against the law not to go out to go outside of your house without wearing a mask and wearing gloves at the moment because mm-hmm. if it ain't that they ain't gonna follow it you know like uh, you know unfortunately you have to uh there has to be some kind sort of sort of like you know uh, punishment for not doing it and to, to get people to follow it and uh even then it's like even then if even they did do that it'd be kind of like you know uh, No doubt there'll be some crazy lunatic with a a, a massive gun that he's never going to use in his entire life and uh, he's too overweight to join the army, but he's actually, you know, apparently well enough to join a a, a so-called well-regulated militia and he'd be uh, barking on the Capitol Hill steps, you know, Bob, my freedoms! You know? So, like, uh... yeah. Um, moving on, um, so the election is uh, really hotting up at this point, even when we're only six and a half months away, and uh, already uh, shots are being fired from very unlikely sources, which is actually within the some conservative movements within, also part of the Republican Party too, and uh, so this is a an organization called the Lincoln Project. Uh, uh, shall we play this ad, and uh, then we'll react and uh, basically just uh, give our thoughts on basically what was said. Okay. Okay, here we go.
2: There's mourning in America. Today, more than 60,000 Americans have died from a deadly virus Donald Trump ignored. With the economy in shambles, more than 26 million Americans are out of work. The worst economy in decades. Trump bailed out Wall Street, but not Main Street. This afternoon, millions of Americans will apply for unemployment. And with their savings run out, many are giving up hope. Millions worry that a loved one won't survive COVID-19. There's mourning in America. And under the leadership of Donald Trump, our country is weaker and sicker and poorer. And now, Americans are asking, if we have another four years like this, will there even be an America?
0: This came from a conservative think-tank. Just think about that for a second. You know, um, we've been kind of worrying about whether Biden even has a chance. And I don't think he has a chance at this point. I think uh, these uh, the Tara Reid allegations, and I think uh, various other things that uh, you know all the other skeletons. I think they're about to be found in uh, Joe Biden's closet. I think are going to tank his election chances. But I mean, like uh, we've been talking about that, but we haven't talked about the uh, the the civil war that seems to be brewing within the Republican Party itself. And like uh, you know, this this is a pretty big missile to fire at the Trump administration, wouldn't you say?
1: Of course, these I are- mean, like. I mean, they're not wrong, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, they're not wrong, but, you know, like, uh, you know, here's the thing about this, let's face it, we know the marks, and we know the people who like to basically cover the blushes of uh, of, uh, of their guys. You know, like, it's pretty territorial. We know MSNBC's pretty much roots for the Democrats. We know Fox News roots for the Republicans. We know One American News Network roots for, like, all the white nationalist, crazy, conservative, Christian people. You know, like, uh, we, we, we kind of, like, have now know where... We, we know where the, the loyalties lie, I think, in the media, and I think with various other organizations. But for an organization like this, who might be risking putting a Democrat in the White House, like, you know, like, uh, potentially that the, the, the Lincoln Project, anyone who's associated with it may never hit the end of this. You know, if uh, Joe Biden's returned as the, as, the, as the president's elect in November. You know, like, uh, this is a pretty ballsy thing to, for them to do. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm sure there's a lot of things about, uh, you know, the Lincoln Project, I'm sure there's a lot of things, you know, uh, that them and us will probably massively disagree with in regards to the way how America should be run. But, uh, I mean, it's crazy to think that we've been talking this entire time about, oh, well, um, you know, the division between the progressives and the left and uh, the Bernie Sanders crowd. And whether they actually come out and vote for Joe Biden or not, who I think they probably might might not do. But now we're probably looking at the point where the Trump administration and Donald Trump himself has basically made things so bad for some people across the country that uh, they may even themselves may not even go out to vote for for the president, or may even vote uh, may even vote Libertarian, or may even vote may even vote uh, for another, uh, uh, might even protest vote and vote for Biden, maybe. You know, like
1: uh, I, I think, I think we need a change in our country. I think we need to just take down everything that we've done as a country, wipe it clean, and just start from scratch.
0: Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? You know, like uh, Britain could use some of that uh, wash as well. You know, like uh, it's just a nice little clean up of uh, all the awful people that currently run our co- run our countries, and uh, we just replace them with people who actually know what the hell they're doing. You know, like mm. uh, that—that'd that, be nice. You know, like uh, that would be something that we we should all aspire to. But. Uh, Unfortunately, it isn't at the minute. And you know, like you know, here's the thing about this Trump, and, Trump and Biden is not going to be an election we're going to be looking forward to. Can we? Can we honestly say that? like uh you know sure. you, yeah it's like it's uh if anything it's just going to be like who's going to be the worst out of the two if i had to say who's going to be the worst out of the two obviously it's going to be biden so you know so obviously it's gonna yeah be trump. for
1: everybody for everybody who was saying about like oh you know clinton and trump was the you know essentially voting for you know the turd sandwich and the giant douche it's like this is it
0: yeah so i mean like well, even then i think uh, i here's the thing about this See, i still i still defend to this day that hillary clinton would not be a good president <laughs> to this day, like, uh, you know, she, she's made some pretty terrible decisions in her own, uh, you know, in her own way, and uh, she would have been bringing that those thought processes over to the, to the presidency, and I would have should. I mean, uh, we all make fun of, like, when Donald Trump shook hands with Kim Jong-un in North Korea and basically got nothing done at all, and now they're basically firing missiles again, and uh, there's nothing much they can really do about it at this current stage in time. Uh, but um, at the same time, um, I mean, it would have been awful to think that if uh, Kim Jong-un had done exactly the same thing, and uh, heaven forbid uh, Hillary had probably you know had the you know military-industrial complex in her ear, and like, you know, they're saying oh, you know, like, uh, maybe a little ground incursion, or maybe just a little jostling in North Korea, potentially might topple the government, you know, maybe turn the people against the North Korean government, and uh, they basically do this whole, you know, they do the whole Adam Bolton spiel which uh, eventually Trump ended up kind of giving into in some in some circles, you know the fact that uh, they may have gone that route. And uh, I guarantee you, Hillary Clinton herself, we might even be talking uh, in completely same terms. Like you know, uh, yeah, she might have dealt with the coronavirus a hell of a lot more a lot better than that, but we still be saying that, oh hey, she's still you know raging wars in places that she shouldn't be doing, and uh, she's still you know um, siding with the insurance companies in regards to healthcare and not us. You know, like, uh, it's, uh, at the end of the day, Hillary herself could have been a pretty terrible candidate and we could have been sitting here kind of threatening, like, you know, oh, good grief, you know, uh, the Republican, you know, the next Republican nominee is probably going to have a good chance of beating Hillary Clinton in 2020 because obviously she's been such a disaster in the first term. You know, these are conversations we could have easily could have had the same it's not they, they would have been the same conversations absolutely not but to say that we would't have had conversations where we would have been talking negatively about Hillary Clinton in the, in the same uh, breath that we would have been speaking about Donald Trump but I think it's just a it's just a fantasy you know just as much as the fantasy of her being president <laughs> so. yeah but uh, yeah that was uh, that was that um so we're gonna uh, pay tribute to somebody here um little richard who is uh, one of the rock and roll legends of the of the 50s and the 60s and it uh, was an inspiration for the beatles and various other uh, rock groups that uh, came from it. he was the you know he was the guy who started a lot of this off um he little richard has sadly passed away at the age of 87 um he had, yeah. but he had a terrible spate of bone cancer for and uh, was uh, pretty much confined to his bed in in Tennessee and eventually he passed away uh, recently and so um you know They're like really yeah it is and uh, you know D Fruity" is actually a really cool song even to this day but uh, um the one thing i think about this is that uh, i mean i feel like i should have been more into little richard than i think i should have been because i'm a massive fan of rock and roll i'm a massive fan of rock and i'm a massive fan of metal you know like a uh, reason why i was rooting for queen bob in the trolls world tour movie you know like <laughs> that, that that's, that's what's got me through that movie but um you know um in regards to um little richard you know he started a lot of this off he was really like one of one of the uh the the pioneers of uh, getting us to uh, you know uh, people thrashing guitars and uh, you know uh, playing a, a, a good beat on a drum, you know. So like uh, the fact that now he's now left this world is uh, very uh, is uh, you know, very heartbreaking for me. Uh, yeah. And so just uh, but the one thing I will say about the one thing I will say about Little Richard and um, is that um, you know two D is like one of my like one songs that uh, I do. I do like from the Little Richard's, uh, collection, but, I mean, one thing I'll definitely say is that, uh, from the 1960s to the 1980s, I mean, like, uh, he didn't really move away from his, uh, his M.O., really, like, uh, you know, you, when you've heard, unfortunately, with, uh, with, at least, this is just my opinion, and if you're a massive Little Richard fan, then I totally, uh, uh yeah, I totally agree with you in that he does. Good stuff, but unfortunately, it's. Uh, I think in the way that he did music, I just feel like once you've heard 2D, 3D, and once you've heard a few of other his other classic ones, you've kind of like heard all of his music in a way. Like uh, he didn't really, sure. he didn't really differentiate it more from where. He kind of went away, kind of like. And don't get me wrong, like I do like uh, bands who don't differentiate too much from their original material. But at the same time, um, there's other bands out there who can also do. It. I mean, Motorhead is a uh, uh, is a great great band, and uh, but uh, they can do um, variations on what they on what they can do. And uh, same yeah. with uh, various other, you know, Judith Priest can do the same thing as well. And uh, Ozzy Osbourne's been pretty much been doing it for decades, you know, like been reinventing mm-hmm. himself. So uh, people in the rock and metal scene are capable of doing that. But unfortunately, when you got to Little Richard, he just, uh, you know, I think um, while he was um, an inspiration for a lot of bands out there, unfortunately, I think the one person he, f- he kind of somewhat failed to inspire, I think, was kind of inset- was himself. And, uh, and I don't, I'm sorry if I'm talking bad about him because I do believe he is a creative genius and he was uh, a massive uh, figure in the uh, in, in the metal and rock industry. But uh, at the same time, you know, um, I would say that I'm kind of explaining why I would say I'm not a, been a massive fan of Little Red I think, as I should have been. you know. And here's the thing about this, you know, I'm fr- through and through all the... Uh, all the bands you know from uh, from ac to even Elvis Presley you know like uh, if to yeah. even to Led Zeppelin you know like uh, the, all these all these rock and metal legends you know I, I do I do adore but uh, why I'd say Little Richard probably didn't hit me as 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 hard as I think as it should have been maybe it was because like it was probably a bit too late for me, maybe. It was probably a bit. But mind you, like uh, I still like bands from the seventies. You know, I like Kiss and I like the Scorpions. So like, uh, there's uh, there's that. But uh, at the same time, I think I would argue that uh, maybe Little Richard maybe was uh, maybe too ingrained in what he was doing, and maybe was probably a bit too late for my time, maybe. And uh, sure, one of the reasons why I probably wasn't as big of a Little Richard fan as I probably should have been. But uh, you know, that's fair. But a lot of people loved him and a lot of people adored him and, uh, a lot, and he inspired a lot of the people that I like today. So, uh, he's a, he's a legend in our business. And so, uh, I would just say, so rest in peace, little Richard and, uh, you know, uh, we'll keep rocking for you, you know?
1: Yeah. So. Uh, something I didn't, I, I, I always forget is that little Richard was a student at the school that I'm currently going at. Mm-hmm.
0: And, uh, yeah. And so he's, uh, well, maybe he was, uh, he lived in Tennessee as well. So like, you know, he was, someone yeah, oh, of, yeah. he was of the South. So like, uh, he was, uh, you know, like uh, he, uh, brought, he brought a lot of that to, and to, uh, to, uh, to that side of America. So,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, so, uh, we want to give our condolences to his friends and to his family and his colleagues and, that, you know, hopefully he can rest in peace and his legacy will go on.
0: Yeah, and all his millions of fans as well, you know, like, because right. he's, he's got a lot of people who adore him all over the world. So, well. Uh... Mm-hmm.
1: Bop, bop, doo-wop, bop, 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 bop tootie <laughs> <laughs>
0: um okay moving on um wwe has been really struggling since it can't do its uh, its arena shows anymore obviously because of covid19 and coronavirus but uh, so unfortunately not only has their audience you know live audience just kind of like been non-existent unfortunately their tv ratings are not doing all that great either so um according to the latest news their latest uh, ratings that they did on wwe monday night raw of the last week uh, so keep this in mind this was A company that at one point in the 90s was doing 5.5. You know, like they were doing millions upon millions of viewers, and the Monday Night Wars was obviously very, very lucrative for them because they were taking in millions and millions of viewers uh, pretty much on TV. Obviously, the internet has obviously, you know, kind of like, you know, dented TV audiences uh, quite a bit. I think we can all agree on that. But uh, this is a record low for Monday Night Raw. So uh, this week, sorry, this last week, uh, WWE Monday Night Raw uh only managed to do 1.6 million viewers. Ouch! That's pretty bad for a, a national wrestling company, especially for a worldwide product as well. So like, yeah. okay, it's just uh, so. Um, I mean, I think we can just say the same complaints. I think we always say about you know, um, the, the WWE at the minute. Like, it's just it's not doing enough to um to get fans watching in. Or get people tuning in, and uh, some of the people have been saying, "Oh, well, you know, because of coronavirus and things like that, people have like their uh, their um, their objectives and their uh, schedule, have obviously, been kind of like thrown into uh, into 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 fall. So there's obviously difference between um, there's obviously that's the reason why things have probably doing that. But mind you, the argument there could be said, well, a lot of people now are at home so what excuse is there not for them to kind of turn on the tv switch over to usa and watch Mon- or watch fox or switch over to fox or watch and watch monday night raw like mm-hmm. you know like uh, what is it that uh, is? Uh, i mean is there other stuff i mean i know um, i think the rock has got something on on that time fr- on that time slot as well i, I think i'm not too sure but uh, yeah it's just it's what about
1: uh, the um, mma stuff
0: yeah well there's mma as well but uh, yeah, it just it's um, it's very sad times I think for for WWE at the minute, and uh, mind you, like uh, I mean, also someone as well, like uh, they're gonna be um, for the state of Florida eventually is gonna be uh, gonna be reopening sports events at some point, and so um, WWE could try and get back on its um, back on its feet by doing these types of shows where they're gonna have like 25 of the uh, of the arena full, and then they can just try and. Uh, do something with that. Um, whether they can do it or not, I'm not entirely sure. And whether that actually help their ratings, I'm not too sure either. So, by um, the um, I hope they're trying to—they're going to they're gonna try and get people back uh, into the fold. By uh, the, do, do you know where their next uh, pay per view is taking place?
1: I have no idea.
0: WWE headquarters in Stamford, Connecticut. So okay. they're literally taking the where, so their their offices. And uh, in Stanford, Connecticut, and uh, they're going to basically put a wrestling ring on the top of the building, and what they're going to do is the wrestlers will start on the ground floor of the building, work their way up the building to the, to the roof, and then they'll basically grab the, uh, the briefcase at the top there to basically get their uh, shot at the next WWE Championship.
1: I mean, that's unique, I have to say that.
0: Yeah, well, well this is the thing, like, you know, but uh, even from your tone of voice, Patricia, even you're saying that's not engaging enough for you to basically, you know, turn, you know, turn on the TV and watch it, you know? Like, uh, this, is, this is the problem that WWE know. has, I mean, like, it seems.
1: depending on who it is.
0: Yeah, it's like, it just, it's. Uh, this is the problem that WWE has, like, uh, and also, top of that as well, like, uh, once WWE, once people stop being, being fans of wrestling, I think they stop becoming. I think they just kind of, just, they, I think they've lost them forever after that. So, like, uh, this is a really bad place for them to be They need to
1: have a new gimmick. I mean, like, you know, I I mean, like, you know, maybe with a particular person or maybe like, you know, something that is like highly at stake. It's like, you know, these, you know, grab the ring from something. It's like it's been done before. It's Mm -hmm. like, how about a new thing?
0: I don't know. Well, they're trying their best. I mean, like they're doing like these whole like uh, you know vignettes of where they're basically wrestling in like you know graveyards and things like that, and uh, you know wrestling in like other places as well. So, like I mean, they've been trying to take it outside of the arena. But um, at the end of the day, I just think that uh, they they just it's just not the same, and uh, I think that's probably one of another reason why a lot of people are tuning out because they just uh, feel like. Uh, WWE just isn't, um, you know, at the minute. They, I think there's a lot of wrestling fans also themselves who think that's, a, you know, this whole thing that WWE is doing is probably ridiculous, and they themselves are probably tuning out out of protest because, you know, they're all in lockdown, but they're not. You know, like, it's uh, maybe there's some, maybe there's something to that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so. Um, moving on to another thing. So, uh, Patricia, are you ready for what I think is probably the worst SpongeBob SquarePants complaint on the internet? sure this is a video from um i'm not remember the guy's name um, i'm just gonna bring him up now and just see if it'll uh um, just see if it'll just start up um what's the name of the uh what's got? guy doing this it's uh cabal productions um never heard of it verified on youtube uh, has a significant following 388,000 subscribers um, so, this uh, came from uh, one of the accounts, this is actually somebody who actually works at, uh, funny enough, this is actually someone from someone's Twitter accounts from, and uh, they say that they're a storyboarder at Illumination Studios, and so, I don't know if this is because they're getting fed up of, like, the criticisms online, but, uh, I mean, I'm actually genuinely interested to hear what people, you know, actually within Hollywood, and actually people within these studios actually think of people who criticize their stuff on the internet. I really, generally would like be interested to hear what they actually think about some of these videos mm-hmm. that go out like they get like you know here's the top ten you know things you shouldn't give a shit about and like you know uh, I, 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 so let's um, let's go on to uh, this criticism and let's just see what everybody thinks of it. So here we go.
2: Ever in literally the next scene. SpongeBob. 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 If you take a look at the spatula, it is behind Spongebob and Mr. Krabs, we can clearly see this. However, in literally the next scene, it it somehow just teleported in front of Mr. Krabs and Spongebob and the inspector. What's going on there? Because that's not normal. That is not normal, how can it just teleport? Now, this is clearly a mistake. I don't know how the animators made this mistake. This animation error could have been avoided, but for some reason, that spatula just had to tell I didn't know that magic was in SpongeBob. Well, I did know it in the movie, the first movie of SpongeBob, but I didn't know that there still was magic, you know, still lingering all around, because that spatula literally teleported, and the spatula is not even a person. It's not even alive, so therefore, how did that thing move? No one moved it. Mr. Krabs didn't move it. He's holding on to SpongeBob, and the inspector definitely didn't.
0: How do these people have views? I'm sorry, but, like, uh, how the hell do these people have views, or subscribers, or likes, or anything like that? I mean, can you make any sense of that commentary that we just listened to?
1: I mean... Not really, because this stuff happens all the time in animation. Like, there will be moments in which a character will be standing there, and then another character would be, like, completely gone in the other scene or something or maybe a bracelet would be on the left hand but then it'll be on the right hand or uh you know maybe a shirt or a a skin tone would be a different color like i see this all the time
0: yeah exactly like it's just it's uh i mean like uh oh it's uh oh it's it's, it's a teleporting spatula like uh, i didn't realize there was magic in spongebob well i kind of did because you know i watched spongebob the movie it's like you could do you're all over the place like it's just it's uh and, uh, you know, uh, if he, if he's gonna come back at me and say that, oh, hey, you know, uh, th- this is, um, you know, this is taken out of context or anything like that, like, uh, you know, uh, I'd be interested to hear what he has to say further from that, because I've not watched the entire video, I'll be honest with you about that. But, uh, you know, like, it's just, it's, um, it's I, I really don't understand. They're, they're grasping at straws. And, and listen, this is nothing thing as well. You know, if Nickelodeon fans, if this is your biggest gripe about Nickelodeon right now, you're not paying attention. Like you know, like uh, last week we did the uh, none of the, none of the above twenty twenty the results, and most of the most of the prizes that uh, were given out by Nickelodeon were not Nickelodeon pro- properties. You know, yeah. or people or people who have walked away from who have walked away from Nickelodeon and made a far more success outside of the company.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's just it's uh, uh, so you know commentary like this it kind of shows you why Nickelodeon. Do I say dare say it? Probably it shows you why Nickelodeon is where it is now, and uh, you know. Um, uh, why other companies are doing far better than they are? Because do I do I dare say that their fans are probably not paying attention to basically and, and they're too they're too insular and they're too uh, I mean we make fun of social media in, in the fact that uh, you know arguments are now siloized and basically become very insular and uh, the fact that um, um the fact that they they don't consume any me- media that's uh, outside of their sphere. You know, and uh, I try not to fall into that trap. I, I'm, I'm on uh, Facebook, I'm on Reddit, I'm on, uh, I'm on uh, Tumblr, and I'm on various other social media platforms and things like that. So I, I pay attention to what other people are saying on uh, on, on various places, and uh, you know, I, I also listen to both you know left wing and, and right wing media to see basically what uh, what the narratives they're basically both taking. But uh, you know, it's just it's uh, you know commentary like this is not helpful like you know what what have we achieved t- today like uh, oh hey there's a there's a teleporting uh, spatula that uh, may have actually is actually a, a not a teleporting spatula it's actually just a a, a, a uh, it, it's a it's a it's a continuity error or it's a it's an error that uh, has been made which basically has been something that has been in the animation industry for several several decades you know so uh, i just feel like this commentary is not helpful and uh, I just feel like it doesn't get us anywhere. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, I just don't understand why people like that, say, you know, st- uh, are able to operate YouTube channels with, uh, you know, with uh, thousands of thousands of uh, subscribers and, you know, millions of views. I really just don't understand that. When really they they're just saying stuff but not really actually saying anything.
1: So. I mean, you know, uh, people they think, oh, you know, SpongeBob. What is this about? Then then they watch it. It's like, oh, that's what it's about, because I mean, like sometimes telecards can be really misleading or Mm clickbaity, which, you know, it's like, oh, you know, the top five reasons on why this is good and this is bad or whatever. It's like, eh, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Um, Okay, so wrapping up, um, just uh, looking at a few other things. Um, So I think before actually we, um, yesterday actually we'll go on this this, uh, particular news. So um, someone pointed out uh, last week that uh, Nickelodeon's Kid's Choice Awards actually did uh, 2.4 million viewers. And so in actual fact, uh, Nickelodeon actually had some of the highest ratings in April. Which I would argue like, but I mean, if you really think about it, who's tuning in? And so, uh, and who's basically, after, after tuning in, who's bragging? You know what I'm saying. I
1: mean, I, I mean I know I know that kids are watching it.
0: Yeah. Um. Like okay, I'm just gonna pause the episodes just for a second. Just give me one second. Well. Yeah. So, so yeah. So uh, kids will be into it. Yeah. But uh, I mean, like, uh, keep this in mind. Uh, like, uh, Nickelodeon are looking to kind of like keep these people. You know, uh, you know, engage with their with their products, and so I mean, they basically had a show where 2.4 million people have tuned in and uh, watched all these uh, awards being given out, and they said, uh, you know, like, oh hey, uh, Disney and uh, you know various other companies have done, you know, have basically won um, these these um, awards on a rival network. And it would make you wonder, like, after t- coming away from that, would you think that, oh, hey, you know, like, uh, why would I why would I tune back in next you know, in next week or, you know, the day after or tune in, you know, the, uh, the month after? I mean, like, uh, uh, that's one of the great things that Nickelodeon has at the minute, like, is the fact that it's, um, it's still got the Kids' Choice Awards. And, like, it would just make, make me interested to see if Disney or various other uh, companies might turn around and say, oh, hey, you know, uh, why don't we start up our own, you know, award ceremony? You know, like, sure. uh, just, uh, you know, just, uh, give out our awards, like, and, uh, say that, uh, they're gonna be far more prominent than the other ones, I mean, like, uh, the Kids' Choice Awards at the minute, like, uh, that's, it's still a, it's still a prominent thing to have a Nickelodeon blimp, don't get me wrong about that, I still think it's a, it's a big award to have, but, uh, I just think that, uh, Eventually, somewhere down the line, if uh, Nickelodeon doesn't look as prestigious, I think uh, as it keeps going along with its uh, kind of its mediocre run, I mean, like, uh, when do they turn around and say, oh, hey, well, I'd rather receive an award from the Disney Corporation, or I'd rather see for receive an award from, you know, Turner Broadcasting, or I'd rather see receive an award from uh, various other ones. I mean, when does, uh, when does the Kids' Choice Awards start becoming less and less important, I think, to people? I think is uh, that's, actually,
1: that's actually a really good question.
0: Yeah, I think that's going to be a bit of a problem for them. I think in uh, I think in the future, if they just don't shape things up, but uh, yeah. Um, and finally, we're going to end with this thing. So, um, uh, an, an AI has attempted to basically extend uh, Rick Astley's "Never Gonna Give You Up" song, which, as we all know, was uh, used in various rig rolling pl- pranks and uh you know just um i just want to play some of it and i just want to garner people's uh, i want to get get your reaction to it patricia so um okay. i'm i'm so you're familiar with the the song aren't you basically of so course. just yeah but so, so let me play you this and let me uh, get your reaction to what a computer has generated so mm. keep this in mind it's uh, from what I can understand it's generating the other parts of the song based on how they think it's going to go i think it's uh, it's called jukebox by open ai so let me play some of this and let me just uh, get your reaction so it's give me one second Okay, so, um, yeah, um, I just think that uh, it kind of reminds me of uh, when... You remember that remember when we uh, watched um, that uh, YouTube clip, I think, of... Uh, it was Miyazaki, and he was basically being shown... Um, so an artist basically created an AI that was basically creating its own cartoons, and they basically look like utter monstrosities. And remember uh, Miyazaki gave, gave, basically got them all in a room and just gave them a complete dressing down. And uh, and said in no uncertain terms that they should be doing this at all ever, and uh, it was kind of like really embarrassing for everybody involved. And so I mean, like uh, I get the same. Wouldn't you get the same feeling from this from songs being generated from AI as well?
1: It, it rem- you know what it reminds me of. What's that? It reminds me of that um, that meme that was around for about a whole year about people would get an AI and they would be told, okay, you're gonna watch this kind of movie and I want you to write an automated script. And the automated scripts would be so ridiculous and so funny and random that it became popular for a while. It's like, okay, I had this AI watch nothing more than all the Fast and Furious movies for like 24 hours. And it's gonna generate a random script and it is so wrong, it is funny.
0: You know what? I'm actually just looking this up now. There's actually um, part of a script that uh, I think. I think this is. I'm sure this is not the whole, the whole thing. But uh, I don't um,
1: think so. They, they usually don't post the whole thing. They'll just post like a page. Yeah. Just like, to show. What no, he, but he, there, there was uh,
0: there was someone who actually posted up the. Uh, I think the entire thing. There was one for like they basically. What was it there? A comedian, uh, Keaton Pazzi, forced an AI robot to watch a thousand hours of Batman movies and uh then it was asked to write a um about my movie of its own and so and uh, here's the first page so uh um tell you what shall i um uh, shall i send you the link so you can see yes, yes. what i'm looking at to begin sure. with so uh, well yeah it's um it's on a website called geeks are sexy which is a, a great name for a okay. website <laughs> <laughs> so uh here's the uh so let me know when you got it up and i'll uh and i'll begin you got it up okay so uh Okay, Batman stands in his Batmobile and uses his Batcop computer. Uh, he's sometimes Bruce Wayne, other times Batwan. all <laughs> <Old> times orphan. <laughs> uh, so uh, okay, I'll uh, I'll try and do my best Batman voice here for this. So uh, this is now a safe city. I have punched the Penguin into prison. <laughs> Alfred, uh, Batman's loyal b- battler uh, <laughs> butler <laughs> carries a tray of Gotham's of uh, gothams So, uh, do you want to play Alfred? In this sure,
1: one? sure. Okay. Eat a dinner, Mistress Wayne.
0: <laughs> An explosion explodes. The Joker and Two Face enter the cave. Joker uh, is a clown but insane. <laughs> Two Face is a man but attorney. <laughs> No, it is Two-Face and One-Face. They hate me for being a bat. <laughs> Batman throws Alfred at Two-Face. Two-Face flips Alfred like a coin. Alfred lands head up, heads up, which means Two-Face goes home. Um, is it just you and I, the Joker? Bat versus clown. Mortal enemies. Moral enemies. Yeah, moral enemies. What the fuck? Um... Um he can be the Joker if you want. Yeah.
1: I am such a freak. Society is bad. You drink water, I drink anarchy. Hm. What?
0: I drink bats just like a bat would. Yeah. Batman looks around for his looks around for his parents, but they are still dead. <laughs> this makes him have ang- have anger. He flies he fires a bat rocket. The Joker deflects it with his sick sense of humor, a clownly power.
1: I have never followed a rule. That is my rule. Do you follow? I don't.
0: Alfred, give birth to Robin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Alfred begins. Oh my god.
0: Uh, Alfred begins the process since it's his job. The Joker now has a present in his hand. He juggles it over to Batman.
1: Oh my god.
0: Happy birthday, Birthman? This is.
1: This is like the worst yet best thing I've ever heard of.
0: And there's more of this as well. So these things, like,
1: I I, don't, I, have, I have. no idea why they're doing this after a while. Because I remember, like, for the past year, this was everywhere.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, like um, these AI, this this stuff. Like, uh, and even if they did perfect the technology, I don't particularly want them to use it. Like, uh, to me, it just feels soulless. You know, like uh, half mm-hmm. you know, like uh, I don't mind. You know, here's the thing about this. I would rather computers be used as an aid, not as a solution, if you know what I mean. Uh-huh. Like, you know, like, uh, I don't want algorithms... I don't want my computer... But, sorry, I don't want my uh, um, movie uh, being generated by a computer. I don't want my music generated by a machine. I don't want my... I don't want anything kind of just, uh, you know, magic the out of the air, out of, out of a computer. I, I, want, I would rather it be... Um, Anything creative, I'd rather actually come from a human being with a brain, you know, who can actually, mm-hmm. you know, imagine these things up. And, like, uh, so, you know, uh, I'm not being... Uh, I think we're a future proof. This is, like, you know, like, uh, I'm not being um, computerist by saying this or anything. I have any uh, um, problems with, you know, artificial intelligence should it exist one day. I'm basically just saying that uh, in the time and presence, AI technology is not, um, you know... Uh, is not developed enough yet to basically do to do all this stuff and even if it was i don't particularly think i'd want i'd rather enjoy it to be honest with you so no, like it's yeah its just it's uh it's not ready yet you know stop you stop doing it just for now like you know i really hope it's just uh you know just uh let let people let people write and do do, do music let people write movies let people perform in movies and just you know uh, let humans still be involved in entertaining us please you know
1: yeah so. and with that being and, said and you, re- you remember about remember that news report last year about like they're thinking about doing AI actors
0: yeah I just uh, no no thank you so yeah. yeah so with that being said we end episode 11 of Aaron and Patricia so uh, yeah Patricia thanks for being on the show and I think she does still hearing me after that. Oh, I'm
1: sorry. Uh, can, can, uh, can you say that again? <laughs> uh, you broke up. Okay, sorry.
0: Patricia, thanks for being on the show.
1: Oh, thank you for having me.
0: Okay, and uh, yeah, so that's been another episode of Aaron Patricia. You can find me on Facebook.com forward slash Aaron Meta Show. Uh, Twitter is at Aaron Meta Show, A-R-U-N-M-E-H-T-A-S-H-O-W. Instagram is also at Aaron Show. And if you want to ask me a question on Tumblr, it's Uh Patricia, do you want to uh, promote what's going on on the Old School Lane podcast?
1: Uh, Yeah, sure. Um, Chapter uh, four of Things I Can't Explain from Old School Lane Reads will be coming out tonight. And as well as the Old School Lane Book Club with, um, you know, my special guest and I discussing about Uh, Chapter 3 of Things I Can't Explain, which I know I should have posted it up on Thursday, but I've been so preoccupied with everything in my life, so I decided to post the Father Ted episode instead to kind of like hold things over. So all of that stuff will be coming out, and um, uh, let's see if there's anything else that is coming up. Um, You know, just been working on a whole bunch of other things, you know, uh, just tightening them up, um, editing some stuff, writing some stuff. But, um, yeah, uh, coming soon, some more goodies for you guys. Uh, if you want to follow me, uh, facebook.com slash old school lane, youtube.com slash old school lane, Twitter at Patty underscore B underscore Miranda. I archive my old podcasts on anchor, Spotify, Google podcast, Apple podcast, overcast radio public, all those places. So, uh, thank you so much for watching, uh, listening, everybody.
0: Cool. Okay, guys, uh, we'll catch you on episode 12. Until then, take care and bye-bye for now.
1: See you later.